It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All the latest on gadgets and stuff with KFI's resident, handsome nerd. It's Tech Tuesday with Rich DeMiro. KFI AM 640, Bill Handel on a Tuesday morning, September 20th. As we now uh, get into our Tech Tuesday segment with Rich DeMuro. Uh, ours and KTLA's tech reporter is Instagram at Rich on Tech. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Bill. Oh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, let's start with uh, politics. Uh, for those of us that have Gmail, I have a Gmail account. I'm going to start seeing a whole lot more political uh, emails. And just a, a quick aside, uh, sure. my uh, daughter, we were... Uh, talking about, I don't remember what it was, some event, and literally within five minutes, at the MGM Grand next year, five minutes later, she got a pop-up ad. Uh, hey, you want to go to the MGM Grand? We got a great sale going on. Uh, wow. Yeah. That was all five minutes. No, they, they're really good with that stuff. I mean, it's not the MGM Grand, but like any sort of marketing. Like you talk about something with your friends, it's going to show up on your feeds, I don't know how they do it. We were just discussing this the other night with a friend, and you know, I'm, I'm, can, you know, I'd say that they are not listening to you, but they are definitely taking a lot of signals from the things that you do online, and look at, and interact with, and it's, you know, it all comes together. But let's talk about these political emails, Bill, because you know we're getting uh, hot and heavy into campaign season, and I don't know if you remember this, the last go around when it was mostly conservatives saying that you know Google was keeping their emails from going to inboxes. Do you remember that whole thing? Yes. Yeah. And so Google, you know, of course said, no, we don't. But now they've got this new program to say, okay, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start a new program that if you're a campaign, you can sign up with this program and your emails will skip the spam filters. Like they will not go to spam filters. And so um, campaigns can sign up for this. And they're going to start it with a small number of campaigns and parties from both parties, I should say. And then basically people will get these emails directly to their inbox. And what the big change here is going to be is that there will be a big kind of box when you get your first email from a political campaign. And it will say, do you want to stop getting these? Is this spam? Or uh, do you want to unsubscribe or do you want to keep getting these? And that's kind of the big change here, two-part there. Uh, There's a question I want to ask you, and I've thought about this, uh, and that is uh, there is a duplicity, if you will, uh, for those of us, all of us, uh, who uh, 
uh, get ads and get information, and that is when it's commercial and they know what you're buying, when you're buying it, the pop-up ads like what my daughter just had. On a commercial basis, people seem to be okay with that. Uh, yeah. Or, But when the government gets involved at 1% of that, mm-hmm. people go berserk. So true. And I mean, you can uh, get- Go ahead. You can get a you can get a thousand like emails from Starbucks trying to sell you on their pumpkin spice lattes, and you're like, okay, fine. You keep deleting them every day, you know, whatever. But yeah, you get one political email, and you're all of a sudden like all all bent out of shape. Yeah, it's fascinating how uh, we're so frightened of government. I I think it has a lot to do with the politics of the last few years. I don't know if uh, that would have been the case with this kind of technology ten years or fifteen years. But on a commercial level, I mean, I, I, I'm i fine with it. I just find them aggravating, and I just delete them or I ignore them. Uh, you know, I was looking at a product uh, the other day, and all of a sudden I'm getting ads. I mean, I had no idea there were that many places selling batteries, for example. Yeah. It was well, – uh, I was stunned. Well, think about it this way. You mentioned, you know, would this have happened 10 years ago? I mean, 10 years ago they were calling us. So, I mean, you, I remember being, you know, as a, as a young reporter covering politics, like in a phone bank, like where people from the campaigns would be calling people nonstop, like real humans. Now, of course, a lot of that stuff is automated. But, I mean, we used to get phone calls to your phone number, and they knew who you were, how you voted last time, uh, you know, what political party you were, you know, what your name is, what street you live on. So, I mean, it's gotten a lot easier these days. You know, clearly they can send more you know, emails because you can just blanket people with them. But, you know, the email is a lot easier to delete. But, uh, you know, we used to get phone calls and, you know, people used to come to your front door as well. And I used to, you know, see that people handed out flyers. Like, I remember they used to, you know, we cover people like going door to door with campaign flyers. So, you know, this has been going on forever. It's just kind of changing. It's evolving. Yeah, but I still get uh, a lot of uh, publications, uh, you know, the, uh, the the flyers that come in the mail. That's That hasn't oh, yeah. seemed to stop. And yeah. uh, so uh, that becomes ancillary. Are we going to reach a point where it's going to only be via technology that we're going to get our messages? Because those flyers, the printing costs, the delivery costs are a fortune. Yeah, but I think I think the reality is when you look at like kind of the voters and you look at who they're trying to reach and you look at, you know, people still check their mail, like their physical mailbox, people still check it and you still get a lot of fly. Like I'm still surprised at how much I get. But if you think about what you get in your mailbox these days, a lot of it is not personal. You know, it's it's personalized. Like if you get an offer, like I've noticed they're really tricky with some of these offers they send you that are literally look at some of the postcards you get in the mail. They are literally printed just for you. Like if you're getting something from Ralph's, the coupons and the whatever they're sending you, if you look closely, that postcard is 100 percent like color printed from a device. It's not nothing on there is like stock. It is, you know, printed specifically for you, the deals and the offers. And so, um, you know, look, you got to reach people and these companies know Mm -hmm. that it seems to work. So they do it. Uh, Let's go to Thursday Night Football, which is now on uh, Amazon Prime. And uh, this is the first time I think that's happened where you have a streaming service picking up uh, NFL football. Uh, How's it going? And isn't it also broadcast on regular broadcast television simultaneously? Do I have that right? Uh, this is uh, this is the first time that Amazon has it exclusively oh, okay. on Thursday nights. Yeah, so this was kind of a big deal. Now, they've had 
Amazon has had games over the years, um, you know, NFL games, I should say, but they've not been exclusive. And so now the fact that last week was the first exclusive stream, uh, apparently this was a good decision for Amazon because they said it's been the, uh, the biggest three hours of signups they've ever seen for Amazon Prime. So watching football on TV uh, apparently converts into Prime memberships. And the reason is because people probably wanted to watch their game, and this was the only way to do it. This was the, uh, the Chargers-Chiefs game, and this is part of an $11 billion rights deal. 11 years they signed for rights, streaming rights with the NFL. Yeah, they- and we've seen, Bill, in general, we're seeing so many of these streaming services take over the rights of uh, sports games. Um, Apple is doing Friday night baseball games. Um, you know, Hulu obviously has a lot of uh, stuff on their stream, but they're, you know, part of ESPN. But uh, we're just seeing more and more because these streaming services have very big checkbooks and they're writing really big checks and kind of um, making it easier for people to watch these games in a way because anyone can tune into the Amazon stream worldwide, which is fully different than the way it used to be. The winners here are the professional teams, uh, particularly in the NFL. Uh, I remember it wasn't too long ago where one network got the entire season's rights. Mm-hmm. And then it was one network, and then the Super Bowl went to someone else in some kind of a bidding war. This is all Pete Rozelle that did this. Uh, and then it became where uh, the different networks split up the games. ABC, CBS, NBC, and then the championship games were someone else, and then someone else uh, picked up the Super Bowl, and now you've got the... Uh, various streaming services, uh, good time to own a football team. Uh, do you see uh, Amazon and Hulu and other streaming services uh, taking over uh, the, for example, syndication, uh, which already has happened? We're talking about some stuff that's just recently been produced. Yeah, it's, you know, here's the thing. We're, we're just seeing so much change in this streaming world because streaming is easier and it's controllable. Like, let's, Bill, do you remember when TiVo came out? Sure. Okay, so TiVo, I thought TiVo was the coolest thing in the world. I will never forget the first time I I had a whole bunch of people over to my apartment back. I was a reporter in Yakima, Washington. TiVo comes out. Nobody had ever heard of this thing. Of course, I was into tech. And so I get this thing. I gather all these people around to watch Survivor at my place. And in the middle of Survivor, I just pause it. I pause live television. Nobody had ever seen that happen before. And everyone at my place just went wild. They're like, what are you doing? How are you doing this? So my point is, uh, I thought TiVo was the future of television because you could record, you can watch when you wanted. And what we've seen is streaming is the future. And why is that? It's because it's on demand. These companies rule when it comes to getting to show you stuff that they want to show you on their terms with their ads inserted. And by the way, those ads can be updated because of video, video on demand. Now, at the same time, we're seeing this other side of things, sports and news. Those are two of the things that people have to watch live. They don't want to watch news uh, three hours after, after it aired. They don't want to watch a, a sports game three hours after it aired. So live is this another big opportunity with sports and news to make money. 
And so that's why we're seeing so many of these streaming services that they've done really well with the on-demand stuff, but now they have this whole other opportunity to, you know, insert ads into live streaming where people sit down and watch something as it unfolds. Now, how many people do what I do? And that is, uh, I I do delay watching. Not very much. Uh, for example, news. If I'm watching broadcast news, I'll delay it 10 minutes for a half-hour news broadcast, and that's it. Is that just a fast-forward, though? Yeah, I just go, I blow past the commercials, and in a football game, I'll delay it an hour and a half. Mm. So uh, I get the game, and it takes an hour and a half to watch the game uh, because commercials are half of it, and I just blow right past it. And obviously, uh, they're losing my viewing commercials. How prevalent is that? Well, anecdotally speaking, I mean, I could tell you I've seen uh, family members do this. Um, I, you know, I, you know, I'm sure it's a portion of the people that watch it, and people probably think that it's a way to get around the commercials. But the reality is, they're they're making uh, the majority of people are watching it live. That's very clear, and so I think it's the the numbers still work out for them. And in something like Amazon's case, I mean, look, if they're if they're getting people to tune in for these games. And by the way, people are, are plunking down for that Amazon membership, $139 a year or 15 You know, a lot of people will probably sign up for just during the sports season, 15 bucks a month, which, by the way, Amazon makes even more on because uh, it's, you know, if you times 15 times 12, it's even more than the 139 they charge if you pay the full year in advance. So it seems to be a win-win situation for now. But again, this is all evolving. We are in the very beginning stages of this. Just having the baseball games on Apple TV, you know, premiering a couple months ago was a huge deal. You know, people were debating the quality and how they're doing it and how they do it differently than the broadcast networks. Yeah, the conversation around here, uh, and we talk about it all the time, uh, this is terrestrial radio. This is traditional radio that uh, the signal goes up to the tower and then it's broadcast, and uh, that's called the stick. Uh, and uh, it used to be that the stick was so astoundingly valuable, if I'm not mistaken, Coast and KFI went for some astronomical amount of money. It was 100 and something million dollars or $300 million. And now you can buy sticks for a fraction of the cost. Uh, when do you think terrestrial television and radio are basically going to disappear? Oh, wow. That's a million dollar question. I, you know, if you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I would have said by now we all these things would be gone. Um, but the, the thing is, it seems to work really well. I mean, I'll, I'll just give you an example. Um, I have, a, you know, a car that has like streaming services built in, right? A Tesla has like the streaming stuff built in. Nine times out of ten, when I get in my car, the streaming stuff is not working. And what do I do? I go right to radio because it works every single time. You touch the button and it comes on. It's always streaming. It's always working. So I think people just like that. I think they like that idea that this this sort of medium always works. It's always on. It's always there. It's comforting. Um, you know. But we've seen the evolution with magazines. We've seen an evolution with newspapers. Uh, but live TV and live radio seem to be the outliers here because they just seem to have uh, something about them that people still like. And I, me included. I think a lot of people can say that. Yeah, I remember there was a talk uh, by a very large radio executive uh, just when Satellite came out. and Everybody was talking about Satellite is it. And that's going to be the death of uh, traditional broadcast radio and TV. And I remember a speech he gave, and he said, no, it's not. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, traditional broadcasting is just fine, and it's not going to be affected very much. Uh, that was 
20 years ago, and I yeah. was stunned by that, just right on. Uh, and I, it's all about uh, content. So you still think we're a ways away from uh, our traditional broadcast just disappearing because uh, well, what, what you say is it doesn't work on your Tesla. That's just a t- question of time when it works well, every time. Yes, and things have gotten better with all of these cars, but the, but it just doesn't. I, to go away completely, I just don't know if that's the case right now because so many people have different setups at their homes. You know, they're even look at the emergency alerts now. They're starting to send those over the streaming services. So that's like a whole, you know, like emergency alerts come through your local radio, your local TV, and now they're coming through your phone. And you have to figure out, and then, you know, they, they I don't think they're doing them through the streaming yet, but they talked about getting them through the streaming services because that's what people are watching a lot of the times. So I think there's still a lot of evolution that needs to happen. And I don't, I mean, if you look at what, like you said, these, these antennas are going for less than before. I mean, there's still a lot of money in broadcast uh, over-the-air operations. So, I mean, it's not like, yes, there's been a lot of consolidation, but it's not like it's going for, like, pennies on the dollar. So um, I, until that happens, I think we're still a ways away from complete changeover uh, with that. Uh, Rich, thanks much. Uh, Instagram address is at uh, Rich on Tech. You have a good day. You too. Catch you next week. On the news, late edition. And now, here's Bill Handel. Good morning, uh, Bill Handel here. It is a Tuesday morning, September 20th, uh, as we continue with the program. But it is time for Handel on the News Late Edition. Brought to you by directbuyers.com, the hassle-free way to sell your home at a fair price in 10 days or fewer. Visit directbuyers.com. Handle on the news, late edition, Jennifer, Wayne, and me. Lead story. Well, Hurricane Fiona is now barreling towards the Turks and Caicos Islands, uh, Category 3 storm. Uh, Fiona is uh, the biggest storm since Maria. Uh, the governor of um, uh, the governor of Puerto Rico said that uh, it was a bad one. All right, here's the deal. So you were talking about Hurricane Maria, right? That was 2017, destroyed the power grid, killed nearly 3,000 people. Five years later, 3,000 homes in Puerto Rico are still covered by blue tarps. Yeah, to the day, by the way, five years later. It's the. W- it was yesterday. It was five years later. Yeah, it's crazy. And the 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 grid is out completely. There's no yeah. electricity in Puerto Rico. I mean, the entire island uh, was taken out. It's just so sad. I've seen some of the aerial footage this morning, and it's just feet of water. Yeah. All right. Russia says I don't care about that Ukrainian offensive where they seem to be taking over regions. The Kremlin said today there are no prospects for a negotiated end to the war in Ukraine and gave its blessing, in fact, to swiftly bring regions already under capture under Russia's complete control. So they're saying now if if we do have a region, it's just going to be Russian right now. Well, they've already said that. Putin has said that. Until Ukraine comes and takes it back. Yeah, uh, Putin has said that from the beginning. Is he actually said all of Ukraine is part of Russia, 
and uh, all he was doing when he went uh, into Ukraine. Remember, he was around Kiev, and that lasted all of a week. But the whole point was to bring Ukraine back into the bosom of Russia where it belongs. Well, there's one or two Ukrainians that don't quite agree with that concept. And uh, it looks like only Donetsk uh, and Luhansk are going to be the regions. And I don't know if Ukraine's going to even let that happen. A few weeks ago, I thought it was a given that uh, eastern Ukraine was simply going to be part of Russia. May not be. Hey, pretty pretty soon you're going to need a Ukrainian passport to get to Moscow. <laughs> well, all of the uh, you, the pro-Russian Ukrainians, the ones that agree with Putin, they're all in Russia now with Russian passports anyway. Oh, Jen, you're reporting on this in the news, and it's such a it's such a strange public corruption situation that has ensnared Washington D.C. So. You know, Sheriff Villanueva is investigating this awarding of no bid contracts to a friend of uh, Sheila Kuehl, mm-hmm. who is on uh, who's a county supervisor. Now, meanwhile, Joe Biden nominated a guy named Philip Washington to be the head of the FAA. What do these two things have to in common? Well, Philip Washington used to be the CEO of L.A. Metro and everybody's pointing at everybody else and saying that uh, friendships are what's driving it, not legitimate concerns. So the sheriff says, well, Sheila Kuehl is maybe guilty of corruption for steering no-bid contracts to her friend. And Sheila Kuehl says, well, the only reason Villanueva could even get a search warrant for my house is because he went to a judge who is his friend. And then Philip Washington is over here going, you know, I just, it was such an honor to be nominated to be the head of the FAA, and then all this s happens. Here's here's the thing, and I, I talked about this on Wake Up Call. Isn't it possible that all these people run in the same freaking circles? Yep, and they are all friends. Yep, and I, I have heard, by the way, and I don't know if the source is good or not. And I've got to, uh, uh, I've I've heard that there is actually a lot of corruption through here. Uh, that uh, the investigation is going to find a lot of stuff. I don't doubt that there is corruption in every aspect when you get to these high levels of politics and, you know, elections and things like that. But I I bet if you were to look at something, you would say Sheila Kuehl has awarded uh, contracts to many friends. Villanueva has many friends who have executed search warrants on some of his adversaries. And to your point, by the way, uh, being friends with someone doesn't necessarily mean that uh, there is corruption. I mean, it's possible to be friends and be the best person out there for the job or own the best company simultaneously. But... The appearance of sure. uh, uh, is the, the optics. You know, for example, uh, Joe Biden. We know that he and his family are completely clean. Well, maybe there's Hunter Biden that may have an issue there too. Uh, obviously, I'm you know jumping into it, but uh, then there's the Trump Organization with all of his kids. So the way to do it is to have to run for office, have no children, have no family, have no friends. I think that's the answer. That's the key. That is. Here is some earth-shattering, end-of-the-world headline news, Jen. Is there a conflict of interest, Jen, with you reporting this story, given that it involves your boyfriend? (laughs) I actually had somebody say to me, why does Wayne call him your boyfriend? I don't know. 
Governor Newsom is unequivocally running for president in 2024 if President Biden doesn't. (gasps) Which is a big if. You know what? Kamala Harris has already said. I think she tipped her hand or hat. Oh, she's hat. Is it the hat or the hand? Uh, you tip both. your hand. You yeah, tip you, your hand. You throw your hat. You throw your into hat. The ring. Okay. Oh my God. I so handled myself right there. Okay. So when she said, if President Biden does not run, or no, if he does run, I will be his running mate again. If he doesn't run, I would run with Gavin Newsom or something to that okay. effect. It was like, well, the, you just told us that that was his plan. And like we haven't noticed recently that, uh, I can't be the only person who has noticed that some of the things that Gavin has been endorsing recently are not true to Gavin Newsom's style. He's uh, he's going towards the middle. Uh, if, uh, one of the things about Biden running is Biden may run and not even know he's running. Oh, he's little, handle. He's a little old. Wow. Who haven't you offended this morning, I think, is a more fun topic. Uh, yeah, yeah. But and who I tell you, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, I don't know anybody who likes her. I mean, I don't know anybody who likes her. Honestly, if I was Gavin Newsom, I would be like, thanks, but no thanks. I'll pick somebody else. Uh, Here's something that, frankly, is amazing because of how infrequently something like this happens. You may remember the two week ban on outdoor watering for customers of the Metropolitan Water District because they had to repair this big conduit that was leaking. They finished two days early. Which does not happen. And the ban ban on outdoor water was lifted two days early. The last time I can remember a government project, and this is is very different in terms of uh, quantity, is after that massive, uh, was it Northridge, that collapsed uh, part of the freeway in West L.A., or was it Whittier? I don't remember which of those two quakes, but it, it totally collapsed part of the freeway, and they fixed that thing. No, it was on Fairfax, the overpass on uh, the 10 freeway on Fairfax, and they got a huge bonus. The contractor got an enormous mm-hmm. bonus for finishing it early. I think that was 94. It was. But it happened, is my point. Yes. And there was, right, in that case, there was a, a money motivation. Right. But also, they were still able to do it. Boy, I'm trying to give some kudos, and you're... Uh, no, I'm not. And then you had no, and then and then you had the Sepulveda uh, bridge uh, that went over on Mulholland. I remember they had to repair that, or they had to tear it down and put a new one on. They finished early on that one. So uh, you're right. Very rarely, but it does happen. All right. There was a church, a very historic one that caught fire September 11th, and you had 150 firefighters sent there. Three firefighters were injured fighting this. Just yesterday, a homeless man was taken into custody for allegedly starting that fire, and uh, he was arrested Sunday, actually booked on suspicion of arson, and um, that's about it. Yeah. uh, You know about the story that I find fascinating, uh, that there is a multi-agency House of Worship Arson Task Force. Yeah, that true. LA Fire Department is part of. Uh, what, what does that go to show you in terms of the risk of houses of worship? Yeah, a hospital worker at Mission Community Hospital in Panorama City was stabbed in front of the hospital. Police believe it was a random attack by a suspect who was chased away 
uh, by some helpful people, but now they're looking for him. Somebody in his 40s, maybe 50s, wearing all black clothing. And Jen, I know that you you guys at KFN News figured out that this hospital worker was a nurse. Yes, he was a nurse. Yeah. He should be okay. Uh, that's the story yeah. that I've seen at last check. So that's good. Without trying to sound too cynical, if you're going to get stabbed, isn't that the greatest place to get stabbed in front of a hospital? But didn't they take him to a different hospital? If I if I read, they took him to Northridge Hospital. Right, so they took him out of the hospital to take him to another hospital, which I didn't understand because they put the place on lockdown. The stabber ran away, so why wouldn't you treat the person right there? Maybe it wasn't a very good hospital, and the nurse knew what was going on. Oh, I don't handle. Oh, he's joking. No lawsuits. He's joke. Say you're joking, Handle. Uh, I'm joking, Handle. All right. Uh, There is a judge in Texas and a U.S. law banning anybody under a felony indictment from buying a gun is unconstitutional. That's according to a federal judge in West Texas who decided this. It's not that crazy. And I'll tell you why. I think it's pretty crazy. I I mean, because because you're not talking about people convicted. You're talking about now you've been charged. So. You've been charged with a crime which ought to mean nothing. Innocent until proven guilty. I see what you're saying. constitutional right that you might have. Once you're convicted, that's a completely different kettle of fish. Yeah, but I don't. as far as this story is concerned, uh, he doesn't talk much about charging versus not charging. I think to your point, you're right. Uh, charging, you're presumed innocent. And if you're innocent, you should have the ability to buy a gun. This had to do with... Uh, the law itself or the underlying decision of the Supreme Court uh, that when they talked about, and even the judge agreed, valid public policy, safety concerns are legitimate. However, those are merely a historical footnote. Uh, well, he, his, his thinking is that now, because of that New York rifle and pistol yeah, association I, case, every time you have any kind of gun restriction, you have to look at the history of this country in regulating guns and see if it fits the history of the country and, as and, opposed to like the own merits of that restriction today. Yeah. Let's look at that of uh, passing a law that uh, reintroduces slavery, an amendment to undo the 14th Amendment or the 13th Amendment. Hey, if you look at the historical aspects of slavery, you have to take into account that before 1865, that's what we had. I think this judge is nuts in terms of uh, referencing uh, the historical context. Different place, different world. The historical concept, uh, co- uh, the historical context of gun o- ownership in this country. You were a militiaman sitting behind a tree while the British soldiers were attacking. Boy, how's that for historical context? So if the Brits ever come over and attack the United States again, you too could be a minute man and that'll be protected. So much for that. Enough of that. We're done. We're done. I like doing that. I truly do. Coming up, uh, it's all about the U.S. safety net and uh, helping out people during uh, rough times, uh, rough weather situations, but only for the cold. I'll explain that. Uh, This is KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.